able to. Oh, for interesting. Damn it! It's been too long since I've been at sea. I miss the waves and they miss me. It's been too long since I've climbed the mast. I've said avast and the crew's worked for me. I said I miss the arms of my sweet whole Lucille. She keeps me warm when I'm not at the wheel. It's been too long since I've been at sea. Sinking the enemy ships that we see We will send them down To the murky ocean blue Never to return to the shores that they knew It's been too long, too long, too long, too long Since I've been at sea Dear Diary just written a pretty kick-ass sea shanty. Think it'll be a massive hit throughout Farmouth. Dot dot dot. If Farmouth is still standing. This is a surprising concern and I'm kind of surprised I'm wrapped up in trying to save it. But also not surprised because it seems I'm, I am the only one that can do what I do in my music. Um, that's something to question at a later date, and probably quite boring for this particular little segment. Um, so, I'm travelling with these three crazy cats, Percy, Banbury and Enigma. It's been, I mean I've fought in a battle, I've seen snow golems, this is crazy times. Um, we think Enigma might be a princess, so there's that, so that raises many more questions. Namely, are we going to be paid handsomely? And if I married her, would I become the king? Percy is Percy. You know, he's solid, he's reliable, he's a good lad. And it's been a pleasure knowing him. I think he's encouraging me to be a better person and a better bard. And then there's Banbury. And, well... So the ghost is a sleek ship, her sails are sharp, her decks are clean. The dark wood of her prow cuts through the grey face of the sea with a rush and surge of spray. Her masts are tall and her sails full. Small boats hang along the sides of the ship, ready to be lowered to the water should her prey be sighted. The crew work diligently, but they keep their heads down, often working in sullen silence. There is an underlying sense of tension within the crew. The deck is orderly, but like any large sailing vessel, there are ropes everywhere, coiled and running up the mast and between the spars, threading through the sails and supporting them as they seize the wind, which drives the ship north through the wide expanse of the ocean. Now, you are working your passage. <laughs> your passage. <laughs> I'm like, who's he talking to? I was like, it could only be me, maybe? Well, the web cameras are on. We can all see it happening, Stu. So if you wouldn't mind just angling it a little bit up. Oh, man. Butthole special. <laughs> what, what deal did he strike, exactly? Let, let's, let's not do a butthole special. How about that? You walk in on the captain working his passage. (laughs) (laughs) 
And he wrecked him. I'll be with you in one moment. (laughs) (laughs) So allow me to rephrase. When Tristan negotiated this deal. (laughs) That was not part of the deal. (laughs) Of your journey. (laughs) Ye can come aboard my ship, but I've already got one rule. First thing in the morning and last thing at night, ye must finger your passage. I... Is that really going to help us? Ye don't need to know the ways of a captain's mind. <laughs> the biscuits, they make you awful bunged up, lad. You've got to really work it. Ye got to get right in there. Sometimes I use a crab claw because it's really good for getting around the edges. But spoon. <laughs> <laughs> It's good to be back to the old team, though, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) We literally never had these conversations as the four actual heroes rather than the four random jerks that were thrown together. Oh, I've missed this. Tristan agreed that you would work on your journey effectively as members of the crew under the command of Captain Mad Dog Arsene. Probably fine. It's probably fine. Mad Dog Arsene. Well, it ties in with what we know. That's... It's fine. I'm sure we're not on a wooden boat. Uh Uh-oh. So the only person that he immediately puts close to fire is Banbury. Yes. Brilliant. Who is assigned to work in the galley. What job does Enigma get given? I think she should be doing some something involving like walking over ropes and things. Because she's super good at that kind of thing. Yeah. So so she might be a rigger. You might even be lookout. You might be up in the crow's nest. Yes. Yes. That when I'm not setting up my own coffee shop. <laughs> downstairs with like authentic coffee beans. To rival Banbury's work in the galley. Yeah. Well, he wants to eat anything from Banbury. There is a argument to be made that that's fine. <laughs> yep, that's kind of correct. <laughs> What's Percy doing? Some kind of humiliating shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> swabbing the deck. Yeah, swabbing the deck. Basically, whenever there's anything sort of heavy to cart from side to side, then then he's up and doing that. But for, for the most part, he's not enjoying the experience at all. And he's spending most of the time hoofing over the side. Nice. Which angers the captain. <laughs> and so he just finds things heavy to carry around for the sake of it. <laughs> Percy's got no idea about seamanship or anything like that. And so ultimately finds that he has to do them. Excellent. Yeah, so like Percy's currently in the hold, reorganising the water casks. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like he's somebody on work experience that the captain has invented jobs to do to keep occupied <laughs> only particularly physically arduous jobs he's still trying to find the long stand he's, he's been yeah he's been sent to the quartermaster to fetch a long wait yeah <laughs> what's tristan doing um, i've been given the position of captain of the ship <laughs> <laughs> you think you've been given <laughs> Yeah, Tristan probably believes that of himself. What? I think Tristan would be a salesman, so I also will be up in the rigging, unfurling and... So, so you'll, you'll be a rigger? Selling your things to people. No, he'll be a, he's trying to sell things to the captain, like... <laughs> it's like, like... Like on QVC or something like that. He, like, shimmies up a rope and goes, I noticed that your knife is a little blunt. Have you considered one of these knives? <laughs> Look how it goes through tomatoes. Yeah, well, apparently I have no money, so I'm just trying to get my fortune back 
So I thought a life selling tat to people at sea was the way forwards. Good plans. Good plans. So we're going to begin in the galley and the cook is there. This is maybe a second day of your journey. You've got a little bit settled in. The cook's called Jens Kopeska, but everyone calls him Cupcake. As far as anyone can tell, he has never made a cupcake. <laughs> He's an unpleasant, weasley little man. Are you describing Banbury or the pirate. This is the cook. Oh, wow. His favourite dishes include gruel and weak stew. He has a round doughy face and a pronounced widow's peak with greasy mid-length hair swept back from it. He wears a horribly stained apron. So there's him there putting together his gruel and potato soup. Hey, cupcake. And he's getting Banbury to help with the most menial tasks possible, which in this point, he's probably got Banbury digging weevils out of the potatoes with like a little stick or something he's like come on lad get that sorted out there's loads of weevils in here you just gotta pick them out the sailors get bothered if they see them so we'll have to mix them up with the flour later lesser of two weevils now I'm not gonna lie Ben the first season or second season we mainly ripped off the plot from Lord of the Rings where we had a magic item which we have to destroy and when you said the small boy of the group was put with a cook I did think that he was going to be called Long John Silver. He was going to have one leg and that that was going to go that way. Now, you haven't done that. I'm completely thrown. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you've been reading the wrong books. Yeah, this is also the Sea Wolf. Also, was the intro of the of his ship word for word from the Sea Wolf? Because that would be an amazing little... It, that would have been a good reference, but no, it wasn't. This is... That was all my own work, I'm afraid. Nothing stolen from London. This time. So... Cupcake? Yeah, boy? Can I call you Cups for short? I'd actually kind of appreciate that, Banbury. Because, uh... Cupcake, well, it's not the most macho name, and some of the seal hunters, they do taunt me over it, you know? Okay. They're bad men, them seal hunters. Oh, they seem like proper dickheads. Like, I've, you know, met them for two seconds and hated them straight from the off. But you and me, uh, I think we, you know, we can see eye to eye. It's probably because you're quite short, um, but I'm going to call you Matt. Macho cups. How about that? Macho cups. Sincerely, yeah? It's like, when you say short, you kind of like, eh, like, laughs a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Unconvincedly, a bit, little bit like, you've really offended me, but I'm sort of laughing along. It's like, but then when you come up with the macho cups, he's like, yeah, yeah, he kind of puffs himself up a bit. He's like, yeah, and then you suddenly see him get smaller and he kind of like scurries around the corner a bit and starts looking really busy. And Captain Arsene has walked in. Okay. He's about five foot ten and massively built, really huge, broad shoulders, deep chest. He has a very handsome, symmetrical face, but there's something, there's an intensity about his eyes. There's a certain kind of force to him that's a little bit intimidating and he just sits down beside the bench and he's just watching you work what do you do all right captain ass uh do you want a weevil or a uh, a biscuit of some sort or i could get you a couple of some lovely stuff i assume it's water he picks up a potato like a big baking potato off the surface and he just crushes it in his hand staring very intently at you the whole time so you want some mashed potato M mashed potato Bambury's getting beats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bambury, this isn't going to go well. Masho potato o. He says, what's your name, boy? Uh, it's, uh... Macho Bambury. Tristan T. Wild. <laughs> oh, that that would have been a better book call. Yeah. Shanty. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you're very bold, aren't you, boy? I was raised by wolves. That is a lie. I don't know why I said that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he says, we've only just started talking and you're already lying to me. Well, I could tell you the truth if you want. And what is truth, Macho Banbury? Ooh, maybe I should read your fortune. I'm a amazing fortune teller. He says, and do you think that gives you power? Uh, no, I just, I think it gives me a pack of cards. And how does it make you feel to have these cards? Do you feel stronger than other men? Wiser? Better? Um, no. I feel about uh, between an eight-year-old to a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> and I feel probably better than some because, you know, my legs haven't been chopped off. And, you know, I'm not working for the clergy. So... There's none of that buggery going on. He says, but you are travelling with a clergyman, are you not? Oh, uh, yeah, but he's not one of those. He's, he's a good one. I think, I think him and Enigma have got a thing going on. You know, the, the, the ginger one with the dreads? He says, I know who you mean. Okay. So, do you consider the churchmen to be powerful? Uh, well, I wouldn't mess with them, but, you know. So, what makes him more powerful than you? Well, he's bigger than me. Um, I once saw him punch out a man that was even bigger than him. Uh, he's got armour. He, he knows how to do karate. Um, he is really good at singing sea shanties. And, um, uh, he's got a tattoo on the lower back that says mum which I think's really sweet we're talking about Percy here right not Tristan because I'm totally I'm harder than Tristan <laughs> yes right that man pff, that man I'm surprised the gale outside hasn't blown him off ship you might want to actually tie him down to something although talk about sea shanties that man can write a sea shanty he wrote one just the other night he was singing me saying that man I can't remember what it was that captain's a mean old git smells like shit the captain's a dick something like that it was really good he said it was about an old captain he knew, not anyone relevant to this now. The captain says, I could kill you right now, Macho Banbury. Well, I wouldn't have to think very hard about it. Well, that's probably quite good for you. It would be an easy decision. Okay. Any any reason you killed people? I could do that because I have the power to. Okay. So what gives me that power but keeps it from you? Uh, the authority of men... Uh, age-old experience, uh, the fact you've got a sword, you you're bigger than me. Uh, what, what stops any man punching a kid in the face? You call yourself a kid, but on this ship you'd be considered a man. Well, thank you. And you'd be expected to fulfil your duties like a man. I'm, I'm picking these weevils out. Look, there's a whole pile over there. They've got no weevil. Oh, no, I've missed one. All right, well, they're 80% weevil-free. And I think, to be honest, people should be happy with that. It says, what would you do with authority if you had it? Uh, you know, classics, world peace. Make sure everyone goes for long walks on the beach. Um, I'd make... Uh, tiresome, I'd... tiresome. This is very tiresome. I'd probably overthrow the monarchy. Now, that's interesting. Why would you do that? Uh, because intrinsically, uh, a structured society where people inherit power based on who they're, you know, the fact that they're handing it on to their kids, it, it's bullshit, frankly. It, it should be based on individual people gaining power and, uh, working for it, in my opinion. That's the way I was raised, certainly. Very, very anti-monarchy family is the, uh, family in society I grew up in. And how, how would this society behave, this king or queenless society? Well, you get people and, like, they'd effectively work for power, and the people that gained the power would gain people's respect and authority through that way. So, and then there'd be probably a council of which, uh, women, or men, maybe even men, who, who would kind of, like, select someone that was the most powerful, and then they'd be in charge. And then when they finally came to an end of their rule someone else would be picked from the the relatively useful people so would you seek power would you seek authority ah, pfft, nah, it's not really my thing 
I'm more of a wandering turd than a, uh, uh, than, you know, a, a, a power base. Why, why not? What is it that you wish for, young man? Uh, I don't wish for, ooh, I don't wish for anything. I never wish. I actively seek things myself, but I don't wish. Wishes are pointless. What do you actively seek? Uh, at the moment, I'm seeking to make sure that I don't get killed by the end of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> he, he genuinely laughs at that. You, you've obviously amused him somewhat. And he, uh, he says, have you, have you read much political theory? Um, my library, when I was growing up, was quite limited to things that didn't involve. I, I read a lot of natural history and uh things but not not political history no that wasn't in my repertoire i'm afraid or natural philosophy uh yeah kind of i mean probably a thin thin selection of it he says this are you sure you sure don't want one of these weevilless biscuits they are lovely he says i can get some milk i will eat when the food is complete okay okay can i milk that the ship's goat while we're having this conversation or is that is that rude to to milk and says as has Cupcake given you that task? Uh, yep. Yeah, the, the, the goat doesn't really like Cupcake, and uh, he prefers to be called Macho Cup. Um, just, I, I mean, it's up to you, uh, but you know. The captain looks over at Cupcake, and Cupcake kind of shrinks back into the corner. Or Cupcake. Cupcake might well do as well. Uh, so the captain says, don't forget your place, Cupcake. And Cupcake just kind of cringes back. Oh, no, no, sir, I, I know my place, sir. I know, I know my place. The captain says well don't forget it remember what happened last time you forgot it and he looks pointedly at the cook's wooden leg oh he does have one leg oh it's long john silver i'm getting totally getting some pirate treasure Cool. So the captain says, well, I find your political theories intriguing. Do you think you could bring about this change in the world? Me? No, I'm just a young lad wandering around following a famous bard, a powerful paladin, and some bird that's definitely, definitely not royalty. And I'm just going to milk this goat while having this conversation with you. It's probably actually quite nice you're here to have this conversation because the goat gets really weirded out if I make direct eye contact with it whilst I'm milking it. <laughs> so I'm just going to chat and milk at the same time as, as long as that's cool. The captain shakes his head and then turns to leave. And you see Cupcake kind of like let out a breath. And then the captain turns back and looks at you again. And he regards you coldly for a long a long few seconds while presumably you start milking the goat. I'm going to make eye contact with him and slowly pull on the goat's nipple or teat and then open my mouth a bit as if I'm shocking or looking at him and then slowly pull the teat and then one more time slowly pull the teat and just stare at him a little bit confused trying to go for innocent yeah well he says your theories interest me but your insolence is tiresome you will have to uh change if you're to understand power boy oakley doakley you'll have to change and he walks out so tristan hi you're up on the uh rigging mm -hmm. and at some point, I'm guessing you'll come down for a break at some point. You know, you'll be down to get water. It's pretty warm. No, I am gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stay up there till I pass out. <laughs> um, but I don't mind if the uh, if I can see the captain below and get beckoned down, and I'll grab hold of, <laughs> I'll stick my dagger in the sail, <laughs> just slide down. <laughs> Yeah, like stick your dagger in the cell and you just stop. <laughs> They're like, ah, oh, these knives I'm trying to sell are weirdly blunt. <laughs> yeah, this is part of my sales pitch. Hey, look everyone, I'm stuck. Then just pull out a really sharp knife, 
just stick it and just plumb it to the floor. <laughs> Land on my already weakened ankles and I'm like, it was worth it. Okay, I'll, I'll come down for some water. Captain uh, beckons you down and he's been uh, he's been chatting with the ship's master and comes over to uh, and he finishes his conversation. He beckons you down and he says, Mr. Wilde, how is life on the ghost treating you? Uh, so far, quite agreeable. Says, excellent. And walks off. <laughs> what can you tell me about the disagreeable company you keep? That child of yours, the boy. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna ask you to elaborate, but I, I, don't th- I knew who you meant. <laughs> I mean, don't let him catch me. Don't let him, yeah, hear me say this, but he's all right. He's just a little shit bag. He's, he means, he doesn't mean well or intend to do well or try to do well, but eh, it's Bambury, you know, the kid wears a potato sack instead of clothes. What can you do? It's a wizard's robe! <laughs> Captain says, I noticed that. Yeah, it's, it's weird, but he's a... Uh, I mean, in the loosest sense of the word, he's a good kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it says, is this a sense which doesn't encompass good as anyone understands it or really kid as anyone understands it. Yeah, you've kind of hit the nail right on the head there. I mean, if you replace good with shitbag, then you'd be closer to the truth, I suppose. But he's he's pulled pulled through a few times for us. But there is something about him. He has some power? Um, he has a presence. I'm not describing his aroma oh yeah true true there there is some touch of magic to him i think um i've seen him do things which are could be argued as magical but i've never seen any like direct magic as as like we see in the wizard's courts and things he looks at you for a while moment and then he says you lying to me master wild Oh, for goodness sake. No, why would I lie? You know me. Because it's what you do. You tell tales, you sing exaggerated, elaborated songs. You cannot resist it. It's your nature. Against, I was going to say, against my better nature, I can't help but give him a bow. And I know it's going to piss him off as I'm going down and coming up. (laughs) And it's almost, as I come back up, I'm like, oh, why did I do that? But it's... Oh, no. (laughs) When you come back up from your bow, he's just walked out. He's just gone. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, oh, thank Christ. I thought I was getting a fist to the face and just scramble back up the rigging. I'm like, oh, I proper dodged a bullet there. That could have gone nastily wrong. See you, Cabal. <laughs> so, Enigma, what are you up to? I'm up in the crow's nest, staring into space, kind of enigmatically. I like it. That's pretty That's pretty good. <laughs> that's the end of that scene. <laughs> I've kind of defocused, so if anything's coming, I can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're looking out across the sea, and what's the weather doing? You can see to the right of the ship, you can see the land to the east of you as you sail north, and it, you know, it's wintry, it's fairly cold, so I would imagine that it's a little bit chilly up there. The wind's cutting through, though it doesn't feel as windy because obviously you're travelling with it. And what does what's the weather like? How heavy is the sea? I think it's it's um it's quite a roll, but it's more of a like more a roll than kind of very wavy. There's enough wind to uh, blow my dreads back just slightly, just for a little bit of dramatic effect. Yeah. 
Um, there's, there's some clouds on the horizon, some of them quite low. But yes, there's definitely a role to those waves. Yeah, and the crazy thing about being in the crow's nest, of course, is like you're wobbling like way past the ship. So when it when you look down, the ship seems tiny, and it feels like you're over the sea as much as you're over you're over the land. And so Enigma's kind of staring into space, and and it's clear there's few low clouds. The waves are up. The wind's behind her, and all is fine. I like the peace that you get up here, away from the the common people with their yelling and their cursing and their sea shanties. The relentless shanties. It's like shanties the whole time. Goddamn shanties. Actually, the there isn't too much singing going on at the moment. It might just be in my head then. I've got him stuck in my head. It's like an earworm. <laughs> you know, maybe there's an actual worm that just sings shanties. Shiver my timbers, shiver my sails. Yo, oh my God. You've got a small treacherous worm in your ear that's singing sassy shanties. <laughs> You're like, what's going on? He's like, what's going on here? Thank you, Radin. Thank you, Radin. <laughs> I'm too wiggly to be in your ear. <laughs> Yo, ho, while you're up there, you feel a vibration on the mast and on the ladder. Yeah. And then someone like someone's head pops into the pops into the bottom of the crow's nest. Welcome. And it's this little round faced guy with greasy hair that's carved kind of really strong widow's peak hair slicked back. And he kind of looks at you and he looks really surprised that you're there. He's like, eh, oh, uh, hello. Yeah. Um, I'm here to relieve you on watch. Really? I've not been up here that long. Oh, he's like, oh, I, are you still, are you happy to continue the watch a little longer? Certainly. He's like, yeah, okay, fine, no problem. Who are you? <laughs> He just kind of starts to say, you realise it's quite, it's a little awkward the way he starts descending the ladder because he does have a wooden leg. Kind of feel bad, but not really. And also it's like he's, he's trying to carry a couple of books under his arm, like in his coat. And you can just make out one of them says like encyclopedia. Oh, what are you reading? Ah, nothing, nothing. I, I, I come up here to read sometimes. It's a... Uh, oh, come on, let me see. It's a bit, but I'd hate to... I'd hate to interrupt your watch. I just like a bit of peace and quiet. Oh, me too. What are you reading? What's, what have you got there? Uh, he's like, uh, and he slowly pulls himself up. He's like, I got this encyclopedia. I'm quite enjoying it. What letter are you on? He's like, uh, is it C or R? R. Actually, actually, it's R. <laughs> he says, ah, and he opens a page like that one. The the page is the appendix. Really? I'd have, I'd have cut that one out. <laughs> oh, Enigma has all the good puns. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm back in pun town. Back in pun town. He says, ah, uh, uh, yeah. Also, he's holding the book upside down. I, wh- what? That's not how we read where I come from. He's like, oh, ah. Uh, what's your other, what's the other one you've got? You've got two books in there what is it what is it i'm gonna reach for it it's like ah uh, ah uh, and he like lets you see it and the other one is an eldritch dot to dot <laughs> that's not what i was expecting no so you can count he's like ah uh, of course i can I, I do i do a lot of uh like i can count potatoes and things he says oh i know a potato <laughs> he says ah oh, oh and he like looks a bit shifty and he's like well anyway i'm I'm going to take my books down and read them somewhere else so I don't disturb you. Sorry for disturbing you. And he like goes. To oh, that's okay. That's okay. Grab them and 
tuck them back under his uh, jacket and descend the ladder. What, if anything, do you do? Um, I, I don't think I am going to do anything. I've just got to just watch him descend. Okay, it's quite awkward. It's not very easy for him to do that. Uh, you, you see him... I'm going to watch him the entire time like, like a hawk. <laughs> when he has descended, you see him tuck the books under the tarpaulin over one of the boats on the deck. A library. And then he kind of scurries off through a hatchway below. Banbury, would Enigma have seen the contents of your bag of books? Uh, yeah, she'll definitely have seen my Eldritch dot to dot before. Yeah, I was going to say, apparently not. Yeah, Enigma, you, you've seen that dot to dot, by the way. It belongs to Banbury. I've seen that dot to dot before. It's got his classic penis drawings. I think it belongs to Banbury. And his classic stick figures that show Percy hugging a stick um, figure and then best friend written above it. And then... <laughs> <laughs> so, Percy, mm -hmm. you were tasked with checking how well stowed the water casks were. Mm -hmm. So you're right down in the hold, which is a lot of water casks. It's fairly empty aside from that because you're not really carrying cargo. Normally they'd have been going south to do more seal hunting, but they had been having problems with going south this year. Okay. So the hold is otherwise empty. And the captain comes wanders in i say wanders he walks in he he's not really one of life's wanderers and he kind of looks around and he says is the boy yours as much as he's anyone's i suppose why are you having difficulties with him he he's sort of half smiles and just says oh he's no difficulty at all he's um he's an interesting lad yes are you raising him in the church um not in a manner of speaking why are you so interested in him People intrigue me, Knight. People are endlessly interesting. Mm, quite. The young have so much potential, and what I see in him is something unusual. A strange mixture of intelligence and rash idiocy. Well, you seem to be quite an intuitive fellow. Which do you imagine will succeed? I'm more intrigued as to... Why are you taking such interest in young Banbury over there? <laughs> now, my opinions on the, the path that he is to follow are, are quite my own, but yeah, so tell, tell me more. What is it about your observations that, that have intrigued you? Why, why do you want to know these things? He says, um, well, I see three people who are in their ways extraordinary. You have the bard who is well known to me. I may not hold the strongest opinion of him, but he is notorious in his way. You have the thief who travels with you, if she is a thief, and who is clearly competent and experienced at her job, for all for all that she would claim to be no more than a naive tourist. And you have a church knight of such dedication that even I have heard him described as the paladin, whose name is mentioned across the Western Kingdoms. And then you have some kind of strange child savant genius and he seems a strange choice for your group why would he be with you it seems to me that perhaps he is key to your whole journey have you always been a sea captain he says yes i i've traveled well i was a hunter before i was a captain i sailed with my father i've traveled the land up and down this coast hundreds of times and when i could i've acquired as much education as i could find i have read i have talked when I could with scholars and members of the church like yourself. Mm -hmm. I have endeavoured to better myself, yet I've always remained a captain and a hunter. Yes, well, you have quite a remarkable 
vessel here and uh, a crew under your command. You've obviously done quite well for yourself. He says, I should have done better. I'm strong enough to have done better. And yet, life is luck, ultimately. Why do you think you should have done better? What held you back? You, you don't strike me as a man that would cast everything on pure chance. Or certainly not blame everything on pure chance. And yet, pure chance casts itself against me. I can build what I can by the strength of my will and the strength of my arm. And yet, should the dice roll a certain way I succeed, they roll another way I fail. They roll a third way I get somewhere in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) A partial success, some might say. We thought he's just an NPC, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, how did he get in this game? It's got all meta. He experiences the world like we do. Ben's uh, Ben's got another group that he runs... uh alongside us that we don't know about (laughs) (laughs) yeah the secret awesome group i was gonna say we've just finished recording that and so what are your hopes what are your ambitions you've acquired you say that you've traveled these shores uh you acquire knowledge where you can to what end he says to learn and master more forms of power to learn more this ship is like a little kingdom of my own here i am king and emperor i am both judge and justice and yet and to be those things i must always be wiser and stronger than those in over whom i would stand judgment or who i would claim to govern and do you extend that beyond your crew he says, I have no hold beyond my crew. So do you do you believe that you do not stand wiser uh, and stronger than the members of your crew so far? He says, within my crew, of course I do. In the wider world, there are so many, there are so many ways that luck may intervene and so many other things. In a world without kings, I will be as a king. But here, everything is structure and yet everything is formless. There is luck and there is brief flickers of life. And that is all we have. Well, it seems to me that uh, within your kingdom, then you are as strong as any king might hope to be already. So what is it that you hope to gain beyond that? He just kind of half smiles and he says, perhaps just to just for the strength to last a little longer, to be a part of the swirling mess that is life that endures for a tiny bit more. And then he just kind of turns and walks out. And he glances back and he says, your goddesses have never helped me, none of them. And then he walks up the stairs. Ben, just before you go on, I should point out that Banbury obviously was investigating before we had a little break uh, how that seagull worked and how the elemental control worked in it. So whenever Banbury's got a free chance, yeah, he's going to be trying to do elemental control. You know, when, whenever no one's around, okay, you know, he's not an idiot. <laughs> But when he's got a quiet moment, he's going to see if he can try and work on elements and see if he can gain control of them. Okay, that's interesting. I like it. So, Banbury, at some point you notice that your bag of books is missing. Bloody Tristan, I told him that wasn't toilet paper. Right, I'm going to go and find Tristan. (laughs) I'm up in the rigging. Ho, Banbury! Good to see you, son! Where's my books, dickhead? (laughs) So he said, where's your books? What can I accidentally miss that pill as? I don't have your hooks, Bambri, I'm afraid. (laughs) I don't give any fucks, Bambri. That just comes down from the crow's nest. I didn't ask you, Enigma. (laughs) Does uh, a random pirate walk up and go, I've got a hook. And I'm like, you're in one. (laughs) Are you looking to go fishing, Bambri? No, where's my books, you massive tool? Oh, I, I can't even think of anything to miss here, that is. What books? I'll get you a bowl of gruel. <laughs> yeah, one of the sailors uh, on the deck shouts up, I think he wants to see your massive tool. I do not want to see his massive tool. Hold on, he can embrace me like a lover later. 
I'm going to start to lower my trousers to my knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, looks like looks like Tristan's planning to work his passage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been the way he was weird. Right. <laughs> <laughs> have you been holding on to that one for a while? Um, yeah, Banbury's going to go and try and find Tristan and the other guy's stuff and then uh, try and search for it for his stuff. What? I've got all my stuff on me. I'm like way down. I've deliberately carried everything. I've even got Percy's spare armour. <laughs> if you've got Percy's spare armour, you're going to fall off the rigging at some point quite soon. You'd think that, but I'm too savvy. You have been accorded your own quarters. So you've got like a little corner of the ship with four hammocks set up that you get to sleep in. And... And you're effectively treated as a mess group, so you get to eat together and you're on the same watch. Is there any obvious signs, like muddy footprints leading away or something that Banbury can... There, there isn't really anything obvious, no. Banbury was working pretty hard on milking the goat for a while. <laughs> he is a teenager. And <laughs> <laughs> working his passage. Okay, so while no one else is in this room, Banbury probably, out of frustration, will milk the goat. Thank you for reminding me to um, roleplay the teenage character. Once he's done with that, um, I will check that, in a completely unrelated note before this gets weird, I will check that Jabruce is still where I left him. Yeah, for some reason, no one saw fit to steal half a brick. Okay, Um, and then I will go and find Percy. Okay, Percy is probably just finishing up down in the hold. So, any of these water casks moved in the last day, Percy? Um, I've just been counting them for the moment. So, I, I, movements was yesterday. Um, yeah, there's, I, there's a big box of compass oil over there. Uh, I had to take that up to, well, what's his name? Um, Tao on the decking. But as soon as I, I took them up to him, then he had he had a box of glass hammers that needed... <laughs> carrying down. Do you know, when I checked it, it looks like it was just You rocks, know, we're not educated men in the um, sea. We shouldn't judge, you know, things. Look, yeah, it's it's probably legitimate. And realistically, you know, it, it makes the day fly if you've got a good job that you enjoy. On that note... Yeah, I, I know, you know, they use ballast for things. I, I assume it was that right now. Yeah, someone has been in our room and stolen my stuff. Now... Really? Yeah, my, specifically, my grimoire which is quite important because I kind of need that for spells, and also my uh, Eldritch Dot to Dot, which I barely use now. I've got a mirror, to be honest. So, I mean, it's irritating, but I'd, I'd quite like that back. How does it work on ships if someone's caught as a thief? Do we chop their arms off? Do we do we attach a hook? Do we keelhaul them? Well, I've just had an interesting conversation with the captain who uh, proclaims himself to be leader of this little kingdom, which is indeed his ship. Um, I think we should probably go and have a chat to him. Okay. And that would be our first port of call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, let's go via the kitchen. He really likes milk. I'll get him a glass of milk. That'll help butter him up. Oh, yeah. Oh, he likes milk. Okay. Yeah, if you say so. Dare I say. Uh, huh. oh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, fine. We'll go get some milk, some good old goat's milk, and a weevilless biscuit and find the captain. The captain sees you approaching with milk and a biscuit, and he just says... <laughs> Tack for Betty Bites. Yeah, he says, do you imagine it's my bedtime, Master Lutz? No, it's just... Well, milk is nice, isn't it? It's a luxury on here. There's only one goat, and there's a lot of water. 
Do you not want some milk? I can put it back in the goat if you want. I don't think you can do that, Bambi. <laughs> he's, he's looking at you somewhat quizzically. Goats drink milk. That's easy enough. Well, maybe you can, but I don't think you should. <laughs> can you milk it? Should you milk it? First two questions of, of goats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah ba- Banbury is very much about the he can and very little about the he should. The captain says, so you've come here to bring me milk. Look, Cap- Captain Arson, uh, we had a conversation earlier. Um, this is obviously your domain and we, we do not wish to impinge upon it. Uh, but we do have a little issue that we need to, to raise with you. In so much as some of Bambury's possessions have gone missing. Now, I, I don't know how you normally deal with that aboard your ship, but you seem to be the kind of man that likes to run a tight ship. So, naturally, we're bringing that to your attention first and would like to know what the usual procedure is. He looks at Bambury and says, how were you keeping watch on your belongings? Uh, well, I wasn't. I was milking a goat <laughs> and taking weevils out of a biscuit because uh, that was my role on here. I didn't realise that as if you weren't looking after your stuff, you could just nick other people's stuff. It's like, I don't get the... I've never been on a ship before, Captain. I, I says- don't really understand the rule set. Guys, we're going to rinse these if, they, if we're allowed to steal shit. They've they brought the wrong four people onto their ship. Well, three people in Percy. <laughs> you should have paid closer attention. But if you find if you find who is responsible, they'll be reprimanded. Right. I'm sure we haven't found port. We haven't set in. Your belongings must be somewhere on the ship. But, I mean, someone could have just lobbed them overboard. So he he smiles and says, "Yes, smart boy. Someone could. He doesn't look like he cares." <laughs> okay. Though. Well, I'm I'm glad we've brought this to the authority. So, Percy, uh, <laughs> well, we can investigate and um, see where that leads us. Perhaps. Basically, you're going to say it looks like the Hawks have another mission. Pirate detectives on the case. Pirate detectives. Yeah, let's let's go find Enigma and Tristan. Uh, I can tell you where they are. Enigma's up there yelling random shit. You can kind of hear her. And uh, I'm a pirate detective. Pirate detective. I mean, sort of defective. <laughs> yeah. Enigma, Enigma has just started. She's got sun crazy. She's no cloud cover. She's just hello. Hi, Enigma. Ra 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 ra. Yo. <laughs> I'm ginger! <laughs> who would put someone ginger in a crow's nest? Tristan's the one <laughs> whose bloomers are halfway down his ankles and is, is screaming is obscenities from the rigging. So there's our lovely cohorts. I'm not climbing up there. No, neither am I. If we, I could get Jabruce and see if I could throw it at them to knock them down. Like coconuts. Yeah, we're on a ship. You might lose Jabruce. I mean, I'm happy with that, but... Why don't we get one of these other seamen to go and get them? Hello, random seaman who stood near us. He says, how can I help you? Uh, would you mind just uh, telling that young man with his trousers down and the crazy lady up the top that we just need to have a little uh, tete-a-tete, a little conversation? He, like, looks up. He goes, Oi, Wild, come down here. I'll fetch Enigma with you. Oi, sir. Enigma, we gotta go. I'm gonna leap off, gra- well, wrap a hanky around my hand, leap off, grab a rope and slide down, landing dexterously on the deck. Hope you have to make a roll for that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. 
Uh, yeah, go on. Give me a Defy Danger dexterity. Let's see how this goes. Uh, it's brilliant. Thanks. Thanks, Teague. Meanwhile, I'll turn to uh, Bambri. We probably could have done that, you know. <laughs> Making friends, aren't you? What's your name, random sailor? He says, Torquell. Yeah, we're not going to remember that. Go away now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Around halfway down, your hanky burns through. And you I have might the... roll badly then, perchance. No, eight decks, that's fine. <laughs> you have, yes. Yeah, you've, you've rolled that's an right. intermediate oh, amount. You're either, going to ha- you're either going to have to stop your smooth slide to the deck down the rough hemp rope, or you are going to burn your hand quite uncomfortably. Well, I'm going to stop, hold there for a minute, look around. Yes, this all seems in order, and then just drop the last five feet to the ground, landing dexterously. Not <laughs> <laughs> only five feet. Sweet. Okay, cool. Does Enigma do a cool oh, descent? Of course. Of yeah. course she does. Course she's she seen does. that. She she's got to outdo it. So she's going to kind of uh, do a handstand oh, over God. the top of the uh, crow's nest. Of the crow's nest. Flip. As it's moving, like, Ali, back and forth. As it's moving. Ali, remember that this does involve a roll. Please don't die. Yeah, but Ali gets yeah, the roll. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> I'm just going to do a little flip, right? And then I'm going to, like, uh, tightrope walk down the uh, rigging. Wow, you're going down, like, to the front down. spar and then back. Yeah, I mean, I've got the shoes uh, for it, remember? Yeah, I've got does. the right shoes. Yeah, okay, give, give me a uh, mm. dexterity roll. Yes! Ali, XP! Ali rolls worse! <laughs> but I've got good shoes. Oh, should have done your laces up on those shoes. You land face first on the deck. You're dead. <laughs> Again. <laughs> the whole thing was rigged. Yeah, literally. It's not all plain sailing. You come down pretty stylishly. Yeah. Actually, you know, you do the whole tightrope walk, <laughs> slide down a bit, then spiral round a rope, and then onto the ladder and like rattle down three steps and then just nat- neatly backflip and just land on Tristan. That's not a bad that's uh. not a bad roll <laughs> result for her. I totally decked him. Which results in both of you just in a heap on Brilliant. the deck. I didn't even roll that badly and it still affects me. We're back on form, guys. Yes. It's the double arrow thing. You both rolled in the same region, so I figured we could finish it nicely for both of you. Bam. Well, it's good to see that you're it's good to see you both get into the spirit of things. So, um, look, Bambri here has lost a few pieces of kits. Have either of you got uh, a dot to dot? What is it? It's, dot it's to dot. an eldritch dot to dot. It's full of um, inspiring cartoons and eldritch iconography, which helps me with my magic. Also, a, I know, saw a dot to dot full of penises that some greasy guy with a peg leg stuck in a boat. Would that be it? I mean, that seems. A bit weird that literally the first question is quite pornographic. pornographic. It's just that's the way the Eldritch signs turn out. If you join them dot to dot and it turns into a phallus, that's how that's how the power intended it. It's not me putting. What does what? I mean, they're quite crudely drawn. <laughs> what would you say it represents, Bambri? I don't know, uh, Bambri. I feel I should also say that the captain was asking me a lot of questions about you and asked if you're magical. I said a little bit, but not really. I don't know if you want to promote that you're a wizard witch hybrid, but wait, 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 wait. there's no wait, one wait. around us. I've checked that boy, that Torville, whatever his name was, and Dean. <laughs> Torquil's only just put away his like four point five cards from your descent. <laughs> He's like, I'm not listening. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. I I basically said 
Banbury, I don't want. I don't know if anyone wants to know that you are Rachel Wizard. And I, I whispered it under my breath. Why did you quiet. lean into Torville when you said that? Why? Yeah, well, Why would distracted. you do that? <laughs> Torville, like... did you hear that I said Banbury is a witch slash wizard? Shut the hell up, you dick! <laughs> Torquil, sir. Torquil. Yeah, Torquil. Like We're just going to have to kill him now. Right, why are we going to kill him? If we chuck him overboard. We can't push Banbury overboard. So he doesn't spread. No, it might be good if Banbury yeah. doesn't spread. Anyway, <laughs> go away, Torquil. You're not a main character. This doesn't concern you. <laughs> like, All right, Banbury. I'm not, I've not let on your little secret if it's meant to be a little secret. So just bear that in mind. Well, don't... I don't know. Generally, you don't want to, in cities, say you're a witch. In little villages, they respect it. In cities, they don't because they're aligned more to traditional things and the monarchy and stuff that witches aren't really pro. Ugh, patriarchy. If we said you were a wizard, would that be cool? I don't really know. Uh, I don't... I don't think we should... Look, um, Tristan, the the captain was asking me much the same thing and I was basically evasive and deflected it. Uh, We're here because we want to go on a journey, not to further whatever his aims happen to be. I I don't think we particularly owe him any information. Wait, no, Um, that's what I'm saying to Banbury. Just play it cool if it comes up. Just, I've I've said you're not, so just... It's yeah, like, it's, yeah. I've not been at sea. Tristan, you've been at sea. It's been a long time, presumably. Too long. But, yeah, too long since you've been at sea. Weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it, are, are magic users all right at sea? Are they, like, loved and revered? Is that is that what we're going for here? I'll be honest, it's kind of seen as a bit of a jinx on a trip, so... I've heard of sea witches. Yeah, you, you've heard of sea... Uh, air, land and sandwiches. Oh, what a pointless long joke that was. <laughs> oh, he basically spaffed up halfway through by describing land and air and then went straight to sand. Um, well, basically, Bamboo, yeah, just keep it on the down low. I think the captain's pretty right. savvy, but just don't... I don't really get how he got, like, he seems very intuitive. He walks up with this intense stare and is like, you seem wit- powerful, boy. And I was like, I'm a wizard, sir. <laughs> um, and I think I think that's why you fucked on to the fact that you're a wizard, Harry. I told you. Look, he's a good, he's a good captain. He's harsh but fair, mostly harsh, right? Uh, and not super fair. Have you been looking through your books? Sheds a few light. Sheds a little bit of light on a few things. If uh, we've all been questioned about you being yeah, a wizard, so maybe maybe they should have mentioned before we got on the ship. Uh. <laughs> I'm just going to turn, turn and walk away. <laughs> but you know, Bambi, it's, it's it's interesting that a lot of the people that we seem to come across um, do have this instinct that you're able to tell fortunes. So I, I wonder if maybe that's... he's got some kind of magical aura with him. Like, like maybe he's magic. I mean, we can't smell our own. Like I'm not saying that. Like, but maybe whoever smells can... it. Celtic. Maybe he's magical and therefore can sense I'm magical. Look, the important thing is we'll keep on the download. Maybe. Some knobbers nicked my books. Enigma knows who it is. Let's go get them and then punch that guy in the balls. That seems. Oh, I'm magically back yeah. next to you. Surprise! I want to be on this too! <laughs> <laughs> I think it, they're just in that boat over there. Come on then, let's go over to that boat. <sighs> sure enough, under the canvas on the boat that Enigma points out, you find. Your porn bag of porn, bag of books. Okay, is it isolated or is there someone there? There's no one there with right. it. No, someone's just stowed it there. Who's that peg leg guy with the greasy head? Hair. Ali, do you, as Enigma, describe Mister Cupcake or whatever his name was? Well, I imagine there's not many greasy haired 
peg-legged guys. Uh, we're on a ship. Well. If you've been in the galley, you know, you've probably been fed, so you might well have seen him cooking. A guy who cooks up the slop. Right. Cupcake, who I thought I was getting on well with, has stolen from me. Although, admittedly, maybe he didn't know they were mine. Right. I think he was borrowing them just to have a bit of a, you know, he, want, he was going to hide up the crow's nest and have a bit of a me time. Oh, <laughs> he was going to wank to my eldritch doctor dot. Oh, that is not cool. That is not cool at all. Well, that's what I assume. Uh, is that official right. wizard rules or... Well, no, it's just not rules for anything, is it? You don't steal someone's... Uh, what a wrong'un. What a dirty, dirty wrong'un. So we we have actually found your limits, then. You won't pleasure yourself to another man's magical books. No, I won't spaff off on another man's magical books. What, what kind of heathen do you think I am? I'm not sure if I have more or less respect for you now. Cock to dot. Hopefully more, then I'll get some XP. Also, <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm going to do to your magical books if you piss me off too much. Stick the pages together. Well... <laughs> I'm just going to pick them up. Right, we should probably start protecting our stuff in our room. Like, Percy, have you got the sword on you at all times? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Enigma, have you got your... Uh, no, you don't have any things. Uh, Tristan? She's got her sweet shoes on the whole time. Yeah, we time. don't know about them. Uh, Tristan, have you got yeah. your guitar? I imagine that's... Yeah, that's... Important um, to you? Stashed you away anything quite... Else? I've stashed it away. I mean, I took the four cents of thinking if we're going onto a... Let's call it a pirate ship with a handful of scallions to hide my important shit. So what you're saying is you failed to tell the rest of the people who have never been on a ship not to hide their shit. I'll be honest, Percy's got his and Enigma's got hers. So, you know, who's really at fault here, Bambri? <laughs> well, I, I, I've got the sword. I haven't got, like, my armour and everything else. Well, nick your armour, are they? And I've just got, I've just got oh, my sword no strapped to my book. back and my my, you know trunks on <laughs> you look a bit like he-man basically <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> look, let's go let's stop casting the blame for bambri's mistakes let's go look at your stuff what the f- well let's oh, we'll pick up the stuff i reckon i need to go and speak to cupcake but maybe percy can come with me as a tough yeah um, let's maybe, go speak to cupcake maybe you should deal with this on your own and earn his respect <laughs> and if it all goes tits up then he comes to get us no look Let's let's face it, we're stuck on this ship for a long t- time. Even I know... Let's just set fire Fine. to it and be done with it. Enigma's got it. <laughs> We've got... I don't see how it can be good for Bambi, to be honest. I <laughs> Stand on his own two feet. Maybe I'll become the head cook. Yeah. Uh, well, that's... Well, you're going to kill him. That's probably a bit of an escalation, isn't it? Well, just cut a bit of his peg leg off so it makes him a little unbalanced and he'll fall overboard, naturally. Oh, yes. Okay, well, we know who it was. Should we go and confront him or should we take it to the captain? Should we respect authority or deal with ourselves? No, let's go and confront him. Right, deal with ourselves. I think th- I think we deal with it ourselves. Mob justice. He'll only ask what the books are. I think if we go to the <laughs> captain, the captain will probably throw him overboard or something crazy. And then I'll become head cook. <laughs> that, that is true, but th- that shouldn't be our motivation. Just saw a bit of his leg off. It's fine. I've seen it in the twits. <laughs> All right, fine. Right, we're, uh, as a four, intimidating, foursome. Shouldn't really say four and foursome. That doesn't sound great, does it? The four of us will go and speak to Macho Cupcake. Okay, you go down to the uh, galley and it's empty. Oh, well, back to work. (laughs) As as you look around, you see Cupcake come out of the doorway of your quarters. Son of a bitch. 
and he like sees you and he just freezes. What? Right, guys, Alan Bryce here. Um, <laughs> it's it just like it's like get him up. It's not what it looks like. In his hand, Bambury, he has your remaining exploding potion. Ooh. Right, cupcake. It's like. I, it's not mine and he looks like he's about to drop it no <laughs> we know it's not yours we, we um, didn't think it was yours cupcake he's like sorry 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 he just drops it no what do you do <laughs> right so that's going to explode can I leap forward onto the floor and catch it give me a defy danger on dexterity oh. can I I've got a slide to get it too yeah let's both slide because I'm not the right I'm not the best one to do this let's tag team it we've got to try and outdo each other oh god <laughs> Okay, I'm sliding. Uh, uh, why you, uh, I'm not sliding. Oh dear. <laughs> you both go to slide, but hit each other midway like, oh, but me. Don't worry. Tristan, <laughs> the T stands for tremendous. I'm going competitive. Catches it. Fuck you, Tristan. I'm going to catch it and land with one elbow on the deck, propping my head up, and the other one displaying the potion. Is this what you wanted, Bambri? Uh, and then I'm going to throw it to him. <laughs> so Tristan, oh no, Enigma, Mark, experience. Don't you punish me for Enigma's oh, yeah. failings again? I've rolled a ten. I'm not going to. So I'm not going to punish you for Enigma's failings oh, again. Oh God! Oh, I had one earlier. Yeah. Tristan goes sliding along, grabs the potion out of the air with uncanny speed. A moment oh, later, sorry. Enigma dives on him. Enigma, seriously? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm getting you back for the arrows. You're just kicking me straight in the groin. I was like, ooh! Boom! <laughs> just smashing the potion onto the floor. Yes! And setting herself on fire. Excellent. That's exactly what we're after. <laughs> Enigma! Roll a d4. Oh, nice. Take four damage. God damn it. That's not the most powerful of potions. Percy, Enigma's on fire. What do you do? Is there like a big pot of water that doesn't seem to have steam coming out of it in the kitchen or anything like that? There actually isn't. There's water casks downstairs and there's an ocean just upstairs. But it's <laughs> relatively dry in here. Oh, I'm not chucking him in the ocean. I will... Bambri, goat her! <laughs> oh, have I still got the milk? Bambri starts squirting goat milk from the teat. I'll attempt to just sort of grab a blanket or something and slap her with it to try and put the fire out. <laughs> Ow! Okay, so so what are you slapping her with? Just some kind of like slightly mouldy rag that's lying around. A bit of hessian. Yeah, like like maybe like the mouldy rag that Cupcake was using as a hand towel and dishcloth. Yeah, that sort of thing. Maybe his uh, his apron that he's taken off that's got just like horrible stains all over it has been cleaned. <laughs> smells like toasted bamboo. I kind of feel like if this is going to work, it would need to be a roll of some kind. Maybe we make it... I feel like it's it's almost like... Let's make it constitution. It's constitution. She's giving off a lot of heat. And she's on fire. <laughs> and she's on fire. Hot. Okay, so that does reduce the amount of flames. It doesn't put them out. But also nothing else catches on fire. And Cupcake is kind of like backing away as fast as he can. Bambri, what are you going to do? Um, so Enigma's still a bit on fire. She's still quite a lot on fire because it's like a burning oil, isn't it? So I'm going to walk over and just pour the milk on her. Oh, that'll smell bad. And if that doesn't work, 
I'm just going to throw the biscuit at her head as well and hope that that smothers some of the flames. Crumbs! Okay, so Enigma, you've been slapped with a rag and had milk poured (laughs) over you. The milk is quite soothing, Uh... but I'll be honest, there's a lot less milk than there is fire. So you're still on fire. What do you do? Roll. Drop and roll. Okay, so so you're going to roll across the uh, wooden, slightly straw-strewn floor of the galley. Yes! Well, what is it that's actually on fire about Enigma? Well, basically, she's... You know the gel that they use on the outside of fire suits? Mm. So you have, like, the fire suit and you have, like, the flaming gel. And that's essentially... This potion was a bit like that. So she's got this car... She's coated in this flaming oil right now, which Awkward. is heating things up quite a lot. It's it's strip time. <laughs> Someone's going to have to do it. So I was just thinking, I know what my move is. In which case, maybe I run up some stairs... <laughs> Am I capable of running up some stairs and jumping in the sea? Give me a defy danger on constitution. Doing well today! (laughs) (laughs) Mark experience. I've got the Tristan rules. Wow, your power levelling. Good work. It's fun, isn't it? I'm Tristaning like a bad boy. Okay, Enigma comes up the stairs. You are still on fire. (laughs) But now so are the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, everything's on fire. This wasn't my intention. Roll a D8. Oh, shit. Roll seven, not bad. Seven takes seven damage. I'm actually doing quite badly here, you guys. Yeah, this is going to be a really shit way to die. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so do you just throw yourself over the side? Yeah. It's what? Can you swim as fast as a boat? How hard can it be? Being not on fire is more important. Okay, so Enigma runs up and throws herself over the side of the boat into the sea, plunging like a comet into the water. Sorry, I've just realised I was rocking back and forth as I did that on my squeaky chair. (coughs) And coughing because I inhaled some tea. From Um, the unicorn mug. From the unicorn mug. We call you Manly Ben. (laughs) They call me Manly Ben. (laughs) Macho Ben. Can I milk a cat? That's the question that Banbury is now distracted by. Can I milk a cat? Should. Should you milk a cat? Tristan is more distracted by it. 